customer experience is your brand. All about the interaction that a customers customer are not has just customers that can the be kind of experience you give to people. Customers. That's what they're going. Amazon wants you to buy something. A warranty company wants their contractors. Customer to be experience, you know, it really is how your brand gets projected out in, into the world. Business is not just business; it's very human. So we are on site. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of In the Know. This is your host, Todd Stewart. We have two super exciting guests. Uh, we haven't done this in a long time to have sort of this like round table discussion with multiple people. It's usually been one on one. So that's why I'm excited for today. Um, but we have Justine and Taylor. How are you guys doing today? Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, what's happening? What's new? You know, not much. I think we're pretty happy to be here. I'm enjoying the seasonally appropriate weather in Boston that we're having finally. It's pretty nice. Finally. 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 Sunny episode. Um, Let's take a couple steps back before we really dive into customer experience. Litmus, what is it? So, Litmus is an email creative platform. And you might think, what the heck does that mean? Um, And so an email creative platform is a set of tools that empower people like email designers, email developers, email marketers, and agencies to make email happen um, at their organization. So um, anything from, hey, like I need to code this email and I need to make sure that we use the right boilerplate and the right like footer to be like can spam compliant. Um, you can do all of that in our builder tool and then all the way to like, all right, the email is built. Now I need to test it. I need to make sure that mm-hmm. like the links are, bro- are not broken and the images work and like it looks good everywhere. And then I need to spam test it to make sure that it's not going to get caught in a spam filter. And then like I need to measure it and make sure that it's all set and done. So we do all of that. The only thing we don't do is actually send the email. Mm. Um, so like you have a tool like MailChimp that does that for you. Like they, yeah. you load up your list and like segment it and then send it. So we don't do that part, but we work everything with those else. tools to help you do everything else. Nice. Nice. And design is in there too? So not like the wissy wig kind of drag and drop part of design, but because design, some people mean like code and some people mean like Photoshop. Mm-hmm. So not the Photoshop part, nice. like the code part. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and I, well, the amount of emails that I get that look horrible. They, <laughs> I was about right. to say, don't look or or just look broken. They, they look broken. Yeah, yeah they're, like, they're broken links or yeah. it's just the wrong alt text in the yeah. image. And, and it's like, wow, you, it literally says screenshot one, two, one, two, one, four, 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 five. And oh, I'm like, God. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make you guys cringe? We did. So we had the scenario where um, a scoped link. So this feature that's that lets you look at like the inner workings of a cool design that you like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't say that word. Okay. Basically, um, the company, it was Netflix, had replaced all the links with xxx.com before, you know, the email went out. And um, someone had clicked on the link and it had taken them to xxx.com, which was, in fact, you know, not Netflix or House of Cards or anything related to it. Oh, my gosh. And Netflix's database... Uh, is a big one. Yeah. yeah. So when that placeholder link that, you know, you intended to only be a placeholder link for testing goes out live, that can be really bad. Good. So so <laughs> Litmus is is that four layers you got to get through to be able to just yeah. check things, but on, on like an, an easy level. Insurance. Yeah. Yeah. It's insurance. Yeah, it's, it's peace of mind <laughs> and visibility that your email is what you thought and wanted it to be. Perfect. I love that. When you guys started at Litmus, uh, what does customer experience mean to you? Like, has it changed over time? 
I think customer experience has gone from let's just provide really good support to let's make an excellent customer experience across every touch point across the entire brand. So even from, actually the conference is a really great example. If you're a speaker at our conference, we want you, you are our customer in some respects, because if we didn't have speakers and we didn't take good care of our speakers, there would be no conference, right? The attendees would show up and there would be nothing. Mm -hmm. So from the perspective of the conference and, and customer experience at the conference, yeah, we want the attendees to have a great experience, but even the speakers. So we want to pay for your flight. We want to pay for your hotel. We want to take care of you and make sure that you have everything you need to be successful and that you're not stressed out. Um, mm -hmm. So that's one example. Yeah, I would say from support or customer experience team's perspective, um, the way we provide customer experience has changed quite a bit. Historically, we've really focused on reactive support. Um, so, you know, it's a lot more than just answering someone's question when they reach out to you now. It's a lot more proactive engagement, um, you know, kind of aligning ourselves with marketing and working with them to find out when we release a new feature, you know, how can we engage our customers about that using intercom, using live chat, using mm -hmm. their behavior on our site, um, really trying to get inside their heads and, and walk in their shoes and figure out the best way that we can support them through the entire journey, uh, customer journey, not just, you know, when they contact us. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how do you break down that customer journey? Like I, sometimes I ask companies that and it's and it's pretty interesting. Like sometimes it's as detailed as the second they land on the site, like all the way till the life till forever. And sometimes it's not even close to that. Like what do you guys focus on? That's a timely question. <laughs> We've had lots of different permutations of that, as you might imagine, as the company grows and scales and changes. We we take look at that through new eyes like pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say for us, it starts from even before you even know who Litmus is often or what Litmus does. Mm -hmm. And that sounds kind of impossible, but again, I'm going to use the conference as an example. We've had people that have attended the conference that actually doesn't know what Litmus does. And they've attended because they read like a blog post or they somehow like got a hold of some of our best practices content. And so not knowing that we're a software company and that you can pay a subscription for these email testing tools. So that, that's a, I, I'm not really answering the question, but that's I think a good example of, to us as to when that starts. It starts with mm -hmm. this very loose idea of brand is that we want your first experience with Litmus, no matter what form that takes to be such a positive experience that mm -hmm. you love the brand no matter what. Um, and so from there, like there's that awareness building and awareness can come from lots of different ways. So we definitely look at that. Um, then it kind of follows a really a typical like sales or marketing funnel. You know, it's like you're you're trying, you know, you're either like a visitor on our website and you're just a prospective customer. And mm -hmm. that's great. We encourage that. We want you to have a great experience with that, too. Um, so parts of our marketing team like are like on our social media and in our blog comments and all of that, making sure that, you know, if someone has a complaint about how our, you know, blog doesn't look great on a mobile device, like that's part of the customer experience, even though yeah. you're not paying us anything, you're just mm -hmm. reading our blog, mm -hmm. you know, all the way to like 
you know, you've engaged with a trial and you're reaching out to Taylor's team about the best way to use your credit card or to pay your invoice or whatever else. Um, And then all the way to to the fact, like, maybe you're not a paying customer anymore. You left us. Mm -hmm. Um, And now you're using our, yeah, now you're using our competitor. Um, But we still want you to have a great experience with us because that's, we care a lot about brand. And I think that's where our dedication to that customer experience comes into play is Mm -hmm. that we're a very brand centric company. Completely agree. And also, I mean, just, I think it's often like the first horse out of the gate for us is thought leadership. And we almost like don't realize how strong that is. And we spend a lot of time almost catching up to it with, you know, people, resources, strategy. Um, But there's a ton of people out there that don't use Litmus that just read our blogs and are members of the community. And and that's like a very strong, it's, it's a big stronghold, but Um, We probably could capitalize a little bit more on that. (laughs) That's what we're working on. I'm curious because I think it's interesting with like two different departments. Mm -hmm. How do you guys get close to the customer? Like that, Taylor, might mean one thing for you and Justine might mean one thing for you. Like how do you guys go about doing that? Yeah, um, you know, a variety of ways. I'd say it's, you know, I mean, Justine helps us more from like a a very strategy perspective, but she's also done support herself. So (laughs) like, and same with me, you know, I started here um, as a support rep as well. But um, in terms of like engaging with our customers and getting that, you know, kind of feedback as much as we can, I'd say, um, that proactive outreach, like that we're trying to do more and more, like following up with customers, not just answering them when they reach out to us, you know, triggering um, messages through intercom, using the ability to like look at their behavior throughout the site and send them messages, content, information that's relevant to their experience. Um, I would say very recently we've been soliciting a lot of feedback uh, we just launched a new and improved spam feature. So cool. um, we contacted all of the customers <laughs> in the past year that either had a bad experience with our old feature or, you know, didn't think it was really beneficial. Um, and we reached out to them individually, personally, um, a member of my team did, and um, said, hey, listen, like we made some changes. Here's a free trial check it out, try it out. And that gives them, you know, a good experience from 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 us. But it also means we get their feedback on this new feature. So it's kind of like a win-win situation. I was going to say, like, the thing that makes that unique from, I think, what most other companies, it's just a win-back campaign. Most yeah. other companies would be like, oh, great, you did a win-back campaign. Congrats. <laughs> but, but what... The way that Litmus approaches that and the way that you kind of ask, like, how do we, like, you know, go to where those touch points are? And so first thing is, like, and this, I forget who made this famous. So someone's going to have to help me give this attribution where it's due later. But um, there's that saying that, like, you know, you need to go where your customer are. You can't make your customer come to you. And we do that a lot at mm-hmm. Litmus. So we are in like a Slack group that we didn't set up. Someone else did, but we're in there. Like our customers are in there. Our competitors are in there. Like we're listening. We're offering feedback. Now we're not marketing in there, Mm -hmm. but we're alongside our customers. And if they're having a bad experience, like we'll talk about it, but we're not going to push it otherwise. Mm -hmm. 
and were listening to their experiences with building email and participating in those conversations and like helping make Litmus better that way. But to come back to that Winback campaign, I think the thing that really makes that different, we didn't just export all of those bad experiences like into one list and like send them a <laughs> one mass template. email, like one <laughs> yeah. template email. The thing that makes it a really key part of the customer experience for us is that Taylor and her team went back to the original email where someone first said like, hey, Litmus, like I don't understand or this, this thing isn't useful or it's not doing what I expected. So we took the time to reply to an email that you might have sent us a year ago that had feedback that you didn't appreciate this product Wow! To, with a personal follow-up that said like, hey, I'm replying to your original email still in the original thread with the subject line that you started like a year ago. And we said like, hey, we, we've been listening for a year mm -hmm. and we built a better product and it's ready and we want you to try it and give wow. it and tell us what you think. So I think most companies would have exported and sent that all on one big list. Totally. Yeah. But we went and replied individually to how many? Uh, honestly. Dozens, maybe yeah. hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. A lot of emails. Yeah. What, what was the reaction? Actually, we just sent them out last week. So I have to touch base with Chris. Um, I think he's gotten a few responses. Uh, we need to check the trial activation rates. But I'm excited to see. Um, Usually with those kind of things, I think it sometimes takes some time to actually get yeah. get going, see activation rates or see yeah. feedback. Um, but even if it just like, even if someone just reads that and is like, hey, like that's pretty cool. Like I sent this email a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I was, mean, that's my I reaction. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Remembered and then because um, that's the, enough. Yeah. The internet's become this just like anonymous sinkhole of like horribleness, like so often. Um, another good example, so like at our conference last year, we really hyped up this partnership announcement and told the whole industry that we are announcing something like game changing, but of course didn't say who it was all for the sake of marketing. Mm -hmm. Good learning experience for us is that we overhyped it. Um, mm. And so after we made the announcement and the announcement was that um, Litmus was, was partnering with Microsoft to help improve email rendering and Outlook, which has oh, been cool. a problem for a decade. I mean, industry. I think that's pretty fucking cool, but. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Outlook. Yeah. <laughs> right, right? Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. Needless to say, some people in our audience were less than impressed. And yeah. um, they like to tell us when they're less than impressed with things that we do. <laughs> and um, we had a few people that emailed us and said things like, you betrayed me. Um, I trusted you. Like, what? this is totally lame. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll send you. I'll forward you copies. Well. The, the kind of the silver line is they're yeah. pretty passionate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. They're exactly. so passionate. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, it's like we're in a relationship with each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you betrayed me. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you didn't invite me to the movie. <laughs> you know, yeah. Who's this other bitch? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I think they sent those messages assuming that no one was going to reply. You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, yeah. here we are. We're in the middle of our conference. Like, I'm running around from 6 a.m. to midnight, like not sleeping. And that night I took the time to respond to all of those like, you know, very kind of negative reactions with an apology. I said, look, like I, I, I this is a learning experience. We did overhype it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that like I, I used you and your trust in that way. And like, I'm, I'm not going to do it again. Like I learned my lesson, but I hope that you can see that like this was a really exciting partnership and something the industry has needed for about 10 years. And, you know, it's a sign of the 
changing times and all that kind of stuff. And like everyone that I kind of sent that kind of response to replied back and they were like, wow, they're like, I didn't expect a reply at all, let alone one that admitted that maybe you screwed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people don't expect a reply from, I mean, JJ, Justine, <laughs> like, you know, those people, uh, you know, are attending the conference. They are, you know, followers of the litmus brand. They know who JJ is. Uh, sorry, Justine Jordan. <laughs> I call her JJ. So to have that you know, sort of response. It's it's just like, whoa, okay. Yes, JJ, sorry. <laughs> it's pretty fun to see She's that. She won't, silly, yeah, but... she won't talk about it, but. So, so what would you guys say? To me, that sounds like you guys get customer experience. That That's your, that's your, yourselves. What would you say to a company or, or an individual that maybe they don't necessarily understand that customer experience takes that kind of that human touch, like to go mm. a little bit above and beyond? like. You guys, I think if if I threw that situ, you guys in that situation, ten out of ten times, you would respond. You would stay up late. You would get everything done until it was done. You wouldn't go to bed, and and you put that personal touch. Like, is that something that you can learn? Like, I, you know what I'm trying to get at here. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. We do. Where I does think, that stem from? I think it comes from a passion in a in a sense of pride, and um, that's baked into the culture at Litmus. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody here we is hire for it too. I'd we say. we hire for it, and it's we hire passionate people that like give all the fucks. Excuse my French. <laughs> um, and if if you if you don't, if you give zero, like you're not you're not going to get hired here. You're not going to stick around very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think part of it's that passion, and I think another part of it is pride. Like we're all incredibly proud of. Um, the community that we fostered and the quality of the customer experience that we provide. And it's what we've been known for. And people want to join Litmus because, because they've heard of it or they've experienced it. Yeah. And so they they want to do right by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if someone just doesn't get it, you know, if a CEO like running a company like doesn't buy into that idea, like I don't know how I could convince them otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But if you are running a company and you want to cultivate that ideal, that would be my advice to say, you know, cultivate that culture from the beginning, hire for it, and then just, you know, stick to your guns. Like mm-hmm. if someone isn't upholding that ideal, like you've, they're toxic, right? Yeah. Like you've got to, I hate to say it, but like that, pro- that person probably shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and their attitude and whatever, reason why they think that's not important like is going to bring everyone down with them yeah well it, and, it, oh, yeah. oh sorry no keep no, going. no i was just gonna say and something we run into a lot or one of my personal challenges and the team is like showing the benefit of of customer experience and being able to make that like not tangible but like show it as a metric and like have that kind of buy-in from the higher-ups and be like listen you know like these support interactions equal this amount of retention or like they like customers stick around when they talk to us and being able to kind of put that into a language that they understand. I mean, if again, if, you know, like Justine said, you have to start from the ground up, you have to hire good people, people are passionate, people that give a shit. Um, But if you're just like stuck with people (laughs) and you have to translate that language, I'd say you do kind of have to to spin it, 
I guess, and and use a metric that's powerful like LTV or retention. And mm -hmm. it's hard to find those for customer experience. A lot of the metrics out there aren't beneficial. It, um, it, it's funny. So the episode that we just released, you guys use Help Scout. Yes. We uh, we spoke with Nick Francis, the CEO mm -hmm. of, of Help Scout, and Very cool. the main message that he got across was culture. It all starts with culture. Mm. And it's essentially, it's exactly what you guys just said. Yeah. Customer experience stems with the people who are in the organization and they're going to go above and beyond and that's what you need to hire yeah. for. And that's the only way that you can really build oh, it yeah. Yeah. successfully. And, and, and at Litmus, it started with our founders. Like oh, yeah. Paul, our founder, um, was the person that initially did support at Litmus and was the person that said like we have to treat these people right you know we have to you know give no questions asked refunds and we have to um you know provide a level of support that we would want to get from a software provider and that's going to be a differentiator so from us it started from day one with our founders On these lines, are there things that Litmus or you personally or, or something that you've seen another company do that you saw that they got closer to the customer and you said, wow, that, that was actually pretty awesome. There was, there was great learnings from that. Do you guys have any examples of that that you think is worth sharing? I think I have like kind of two stories of brands that have given me like above and beyond like amazing just customer like service and support. Um, which retain like you know kind of equates into that great customer experience and so one of them is um, I think this is not news to anybody Zappos right um, but it just so happens I have like a couple of really weird foot conditions that makes buying shoes like a living hell for me and so I buy put it another way I probably return 90% of the shoes that I buy from Zappos and they make that painless and almost like reward me for it. So even though I don't really, I end up spending a lot of money, but they also end up refunding a lot of my money. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I have a year to return them. And then despite all of that, they put me into their VIP program where I get even more expedited shipping. And they've always been over backwards to help me, even though I return like 90% of what I buy because I have like issues finding shoes that fit. Um, the other one, and this isn't a company that's well known at all for great customer experiences, mm. was actually Restoration Hardware. Hmm. Oh, I love them. <laughs> and I bought um, a makeup mirror uh, to install because I just bought a condo and I wanted to install a makeup mirror in my, in my new bathroom. And I got it in the mail and it was like, it wasn't mounted quite correctly. Like the arm of it was kind of like screwy and like angled weird. And so I called them and they were so amazing about it. So not only did they like send me a new one immediately, no questions asked, like didn't need to return the old one first or anything. They also sent a courier to pick up like the defective one. All I had to do was set the box out on my porch with a note that had like, in, like basically just a note that was like for restoration hardware. Wow. <laughs> and so I didn't have to like take it to a post office. I didn't have to do anything besides like set the defective one like out on my porch. And that just blew me away. Yeah. So they basically made it painless. They made it painless. painless. They sent me a new one like overnight, like next day mail. I had it. And then like, it was super easy to like give them back the, the broken one. The, the lesson I get from that is regardless if you're 
shipping things to people, regardless if you're a software company, regardless, regardless of what you do, try to find all of those pain points and do whatever you can. Smooth just, them over. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You want to, I think that what customer experience is or a good customer experience is the absence of friction. Mm-hmm. And if you can remove as much friction as you can from that customer journey, no matter what phase it's in, that's when you're going to be really well known for a great customer experience. And how do you go about finding that friction? Well, you walk a mile in your user's shoes. I think I'm taking the words out of Tay's mouth. No, that's, yeah. No, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So you go through it yourself mm-hmm. and, and you experience where the pain points are initially, especially when you're young and you know your company's young and you're just starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, you just listen. Like you have to pay attention to what your customers are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, are there any other strategies? Because I can see sometimes where people, they're too close to the product. Mm. Like for example, mm. uh, like I, I will fully admit, I sometimes have a hard time when we launch new features mm-hmm. to really yeah. step back and say, well, I fully understand why we're making this. Mm-hmm. I fully understand why this is blue, why this is green. and Oh, that happens to us all the time. And, we- <laughs> and sometimes yeah. and 100% of everybody doesn't understand yeah. that. Well, because it's your baby. You yeah. built it. It's by design. There's reasons why you did the things you did. And you're like, you're getting it wrong. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I think it's humbling um, in a lot of ways. But uh, And this is a good example. We had a huge kind of like platform redesign a few years back uh, called Litmus Next or you know, our, our new version of Litmus and we really changed up the workflow um, and we tried to align it with, you know, how email marketers actually work and, and design. Um, and a lot of people were pissed off, you know, like I'd say overwhelmingly positive response, but you have a few people um, that would get in there and be like, listen, this is wrong. And it took like a kind of like you're proud, right? You're like, no, like this is, I remember having a conversation with Bryn about it, about checklists, right? This is one of our products. Um, And I was like, and he was like, well, it's by design. Like, this is why you use it that way. Like, we don't want to give them the option to do that. And I was like, I know, but like people want to use it that way. Like I've watched, like we were watching full story, like um, videos of people trying to do the same thing. You know, you've got the rage clicks going on. And finally he was like, fine, fine, we'll change it. (laughs) And it's hard. And I mean, especially for him, right? Like he built the damn thing. I'm just supporting it. But um, (laughs) it's, you definitely have a few humbling moments like that. I think where you're like, okay, like they're right. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) this isn't just one or two outliers. This is a lot of people. And you know, you have to take that into account. And and Tay right now has, um, we do special projects with support every quarter where everyone on her team not only is responsible for just taking care of customers on a day-to-day basis, but they also take on some other like um, pain point or special project or something like a passion kind of thing that uh, helps the business. And so um, uh, our regular project that we have on Tay's team um, is exactly that. Someone is actively looking for those pain points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. I didn't mm-hmm. think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So talk we, about that. Oh, yeah. We have, um, yeah, well, we have a small team, but every person on that team is like, I don't want to say perfectly picked, but they are. They're this, like, the energy and the skill set on this team is amazing. I can't say enough good things about them. But we have one team member named Charlie, 
And she, I know eventually we're going to lose her to like the QA, whatever that materializes into. Because right now we don't have an official QA process. But she is incredible. Like she will be in the app and is constantly like going to pages that nobody really wants to like QA, like billing or, you know, like the Your Plan page. And she's clicking on different things and she constantly is like, this isn't right. Like, this is weird. This interaction is strange. Like, this is going to screw people up. Um, And we write down all of those pain points. We mark how many times we see them in communication with customers through tagging, Mm -hmm. Help Scout. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we make a note of it and we tell design and sometimes they change. No, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're actually getting a lot better at the product feedback loop and the UX feedback loop. But um, yeah, that's part of our process. Kind of every month we have like two or three, you know, we sit down as a team and I'm like, okay, what were the two or three pain points that we encountered the most this month? And we chuck them in and hopefully uh, they get fixed. And You know, that that sounds eerily familiar to just, if, if you look at the way successful groups run, like if you have a meeting, my thought process, and there's there's a handful of research out there that kind of, that I my thought process, I got this from the research, but it backs this up, is you should always have somebody that's like the designated uh, devil's advocate mm-hmm. so that you never fall into groupthink. You know, you never mm-hmm. have everybody, oh yeah, great idea, great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's yep. just like, no, this is really a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You always have somebody to say like, nope, nope, nope. And yeah. you appoint somebody different yeah. every single time so that person's obviously you know people like that person but it's the same idea that's cool where you you like what what charlie does yeah is that there's always somebody there to kind of just say hey does this make sense yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's important for like for all the the founders and leaders that are listening out there that's an important lesson because you can't look at that person and think that they're like the mm-hmm. negative Nancy or the naysayer mm-hmm. like that person's opinion really matters mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because like you said groupthink is really dangerous totally yeah. um, so you have to respect like those voices of dissent mm-hmm. you know that's why cross-functional teams it's why you bring like those people together is so that you know not to just get everybody in a room and agree like that's not productive yeah, yeah. um you know you need to you need to get that like voice of dissent mm-hmm. um or that devil's advocate perspective for sure i like the idea of assigning it to a different person because oh, yeah. then it kind of takes so that the one heat person. off of like oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. you guys you'll, you you'll have permission to, to dissent yeah, yeah. 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 So, yep, you are now yeah. <laughs> um all right so just a couple couple more questions i want to wrap this up so what aspect do you guys think, and this could be a litmus, this could be personal opinion, but what aspect of running a business do you think is tied closest to customer experience? You know, I, I think litmus from the beginning has always known that customer support or, and actually now we're leaning towards calling it customer experience, has been kind of like a powerful force and um, – just the, the closest ones to the customer. Yeah, exactly. Closest ones to the customer are the ones, you know, on the front lines. Um, for sure. I, I don't think I don't think they'd ever they ever didn't not know that. I think we have gotten better at kind of working with the rest of, you know, cross functional departments and, and whatnot. You know, I think sometimes support the danger of support is you can be siloed. Um, and a lot of times you feel like you're not heard because you're the ones kind of complaining or not complaining, but 
you're the messenger, right? And and sometimes people don't want to hear from the messenger. When you represent <laughs> the voice of the customer and the customer is complaining. Exactly. It's not your support team that's complaining. It's your customers that are complaining. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the best way to kind of talk about how customer experience is tied to a business is also represented by Litmus's decision to align support and mm, marketing. Good point. So one of the key reasons why we made that decision is that we recognized that we were putting marketing messages out into the marketplace and we were saying, um, you know, let's take our new spam tool, like spam testing does X and Y and Z and this is how it benefits you and this is the value proposition. And that's all fine and dandy until that prospective customer emails into support to ask questions and then support talks about that product or feature in a completely different way <laughs> than the marketing messaging that the customer was hearing before they started talking to your support team. And so- Which I think a lot of companies face because yeah. they don't align those no. two departments. Yeah, exactly. they, they don't align it. And so by aligning you know, marketing and, you know, support, we turn into a true customer experience organization where that messaging is aligned and we're speaking the same language to our customers all the time and we're presenting a consistent message. Um, and so I think it's consistency. And I think that, again, we're getting better at actually like talking about the numbers here, mm -hmm. but we're starting to see a trend where it does prove itself out where, you know, we're looking at things like higher retention, like higher LTV. Um, and then the point that Taylor brought up earlier about how we're now, we, customer support and marketing now have a seat at the product management table. And so before we ever talk about go-to-market, launch plans, new products, new features, support and marketing are there from the beginning to represent the voice of the customer and to think about the customer experience from like the moment we start thinking about that kind of thing. Right. And so if you don't have those people that represent your customers at with a seat at that table with a voice from the beginning, like I just don't think you're setting yourself up for success for anything in your business. So final question, tell me something that is true about customer experience that nobody agrees with you on. There's probably people out there that agree with me on this because I always say that I'm standing on the shoulders of giants and none of my ideas are really my own. They're probably just appropriated from somewhere else. But um, I think a couple things is that customer experience is the responsibility of everyone at a company. Everyone is the brand. Or I think someone once said that like your, your brand is the people that you hire. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's not just Tay and her team that are responsible for customer support and experience. It is everyone at Litmus's responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing, um, that's definitely true. Um, good point. That's where like all hand support can be really powerful and, mm -hmm. and cool. Yeah. So the second thing is that customer support or customer experience is 100% not about how fast you reply to a case or how long, whatever those like classic customer support metrics are about like volume and time to close. I don't even know what they are because frankly, I don't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so like I know what's true and that's that those don't matter. What does matter is getting the person an accurate, like friendly, helpful, valuable response. Yep. If you respond in 30 seconds and say absolutely nothing meaningful, I 
don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you respond in 30 days and it's like the most helpful, you know, solved all my problems, removed all my friction, then like that's what matters. All right. Justine, Taylor, thank you guys for coming on the show today. This was a great conversation. Uh, To everybody listening, you can find out more about everything we discussed on the Dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me. You'll also find all the links to show notes. If you want to get in contact with Litmus, Justine, Taylor, pretty much anything, just head on over. Again, guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. If you want to learn more about customer experience, head over to the Dispatch blog. That is blog.dispatch.me. Remember to subscribe to In The Know on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you liked this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And as always, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.